Welcome to the building that we own, you guys. So, really excited. Um, yeah, I'm really, really pumped that we, we have a free building for us to be here, for us to kind of meet together. Um, so, kind of before we get started going with family meeting, uh, can you raise your hand? This is the first family meeting you are att- like you have ever attended. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Nice. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. Glad you guys are here. Um, we got a few things we want to kind of just go through tonight. We'll try to kind of do like go over them quickly. Uh, the first one is kind of a little bit of a building update. This our building, our free building update. Um, me, Kent, Marcus met with uh, the financial advisement team squad, also known as Fat Squad. Um, we kind of looked at our finances and kind of made a, a few decisions in regards to how are we going to move our church family into this building after we get all the work that we need to get done. Um, so I'm going to talk about briefly the big picture, and then Fat Squad is actually going to come up, talk about in a little bit more details and how we arrived at our decision. Um, so it, the big idea is what we're going to do is we're going to take out what is called a commercial equity line of credit um, using this building, the, the, this building's value to take out a line of credit um, so we can actually start working on uh, this building, start renovating, start building a kid's area that's actually close uh, to the entrance instead of marching all the way to the other end of the building, building bathrooms, etc. cetera. Um, so we can actually start doing all the work to this building independent from the timeline of how we're doing with support raising. We're still going to continue to do that. And like, I think I said this last time when we announced that we got given this free building, we'll be doing a lot of that support raising outside of our church family. You guys have been so faithfully and generously giving. Y'all keep that up. Y'all doing great. So for us is we want to do some outside support raising for the work of the building. Now, if you guys want to give to it on your own, feel free. There's no pressure on our end. Um, you, guys have been, you guys have been great on that. Um, so that being said, we want to be able to start working on this building independent from the timeline um, with support raising. Um, with, long story short, Fat Squad looked at the numbers. They said this is it's very easy and very affordable for us to do it. Um, so that being said, I'm going to invite, I think Brad, are you representing everybody? Cool. Brad's going to come up. Uh, he's going to kind of talk to you guys more about the details and how that works. Hey, guys. Uh, the Fat Squad, just to say, isn't just me. It, it's also uh, Casey Dijani and uh, Seth Job, uh, and also all of our conversation is in light with uh, the pastor team as well. So uh, these guys and Marcus also pour into it. So it's certainly a team effort. Um, what we're going to be doing uh, in order to so I guess big picture, as those who were here last time know that we have a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of renovations and things that need to be done here at the building. Uh, Some of those need to get done soon. Uh, One of those being the HVAC unit is an unexpectedly large cost that we're running into. Uh, And so it's cooler now. We're hoping we can ride out a little bit longer, but you know, that's like a six months max cost that we're gonna need to pay for. Um, So what we're gonna be doing is we're gonna be doing as, as Jeff said a commercial equity line of credit uh those who are know about financing uh, it's similar to a home equity line of credit essentially what we're doing is we're taking this building and the property it's on which is worth about two and a half million dollars and we're saying please give us a portion of that in a loan with that as a security for the loan Uh, what that does is that allows us to lock in a really low rate uh compared to so a person line of credit or a commercial line of credit without security would be 
10 to 12% interest, we're looking at three to 6% interest. So way, way, way cheaper. Uh, the line of credit portion of that means that we have a loan that can be up to, we're gonna probably look at somewhere around $300,000 to cover all of our expenses, plus a little cushion if we hit anything unexpected. And we will only have to make payments and accrue interest on how much we have used to that point. So the, the line of credit portion of that means that we can draw against it as we go along. So as we do, let's say we start off with the HVAC, we pull out $60,000. Well, we only have a $60,000 loan, but we could be up to 300. So it allows us to use that loan as we need it and only make payments on what we need. The biggest benefit is that a payment system on that is typically around one to 2% of what you owe. So we could have only a $600 minimum payment for several months while we're growing as a, uh, and, and raising these funds. Because as Jeff said, we wanna raise these funds through an outside giving drive, but that's gonna take time. You know, uh, one thing that Jeff said through our talks is that the worst way to, to raise money is to give people a deadline. Because if you give them a deadline, they're going to be like, well, then the answer is no. So uh, I will give was, you zero dollars. I will give you zero dollars today. Um, just to answer a couple of questions, I did want to talk about why we're taking on this debt. So the timing is a big thing. Um, you know, we want to be in this building in about under a year. And in order to get that, we need to start construction probably six months before that, which means we have three to five months to get started. And part of the reason we want to get in so early is because that minimizes the amount of time that we are paying for both Absolutely. rental fees at Jackson Terminal and utilities. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Like, uh, so, um, but anyway, so that minimizes the amount of time we have to pay for both this building and Jackson Terminal at the same time. Uh, yep, that's one thing I was going to talk about later. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, no, you do your thing. You do your thing, and I'll just I'll sit over here. <laughs> so then also, as I mentioned, the HVAC is going to be time limited. Once it starts to get hot again, we're going to need that. Uh, also, both of these guys are in the family building stage. And so their time is going to be even more limited in the short term. So Jeff being our key fundraiser and them going through the adoption in December, we know that well, at, at basically at, at what happened in our financial planning meeting, we said we have to have all of this money raised by June of next year. And that man about took a crap because <laughs> uh, he's like, that Metaphorically can't happen. <laughs> yeah. uh, so this allows us to buy time, right? Like we can very easily afford these loan payments while we build the funding. That also allows us to pursue higher quality we talked, some of the things we talked about was how can we cut corners? How can we get the bare minimum? Because as Kent said, one way we can afford this is to get out of Jackson Terminal faster and not be paying for Jackson Terminal. Well, some of the things you're going to have to do, we're going to be, we're going to have to spend more money in the long term. Like if we did lower quality audio in the, in the sanctuary, for example, we would have to, whenever we got to the quality audio we wanted, all that stuff we bought would have been useless because it wouldn't. We would have been saving money in the short term to spend more money in the long term. So this allows us to just basically go in with a high quality from the beginning. That way, when we actually do move our church family here in this building, it's the presentation that we want to have to the community. So as we invite new people, it's the quality that we want to present. Can we afford it? Well, 
Again, as Kent already stole, our funding, our payment will be less than we're spending, somewhere between a third and half of what we're currently paying every month to be in Jackson Terminal. So even with this loan payment, we will be paying less every month once we're here than we're already paying right now. Uh, the other advantage, as I said, we don't anticipate that we're actually going to have to be paying for this as a church family. We're hoping to be raising the funding. Uh, and like I said, even with the, uh, the payments where they're at, if for some reason this were to be converted over into a regular commercial mortgage, so to speak, uh, our payments would be over 15 years and extremely affordable for us as a church family. Yep. So uh, think about it this way. This is the way that it was helpful for me to think through it because a lot of this was over my head, which is why we have financial advisory team and all of that. Uh, it's essentially a plan with three safety nets. Uh, the first safety net is that we are planning to fundraise, fundraise all this money back. So we will be able to just hopefully pay off the line of credit once we raise the funds from outside sources. Safety net number two is even if we don't raise the funds, the minimum payment is very affordable for us. It's actually cheaper than what we currently pay to be at Jackson Terminal. Safety net number three is if everything just goes horribly and we stop making any amount of money from tithes as a church, we don't have anything to pay this thing off, which would be a pretty rare scenario. Even if that happened, the worst case scenario is that we put this building up for sale, we pay back the money that we that we took out as a loan, and then we go on our way with somewhere in the neighborhood of 1.5 million to find a new place to meet. Does that make sense? So it's kind of, it's a plan with three safety nets. We can work with $1.5 million. I think there might be something we could find if we had that to go meet in, in downtown Knoxville. I think that would put us in a pretty good spot. That's like so many years of our budget. Yeah. <laughs> that's insane. So that's what we feel comfortable. You know, when they first said all, all of that, we're like, okay, this is actually very doable. Uh, one of the guys actually says, like, think about it this way. You have a $200,000 home, and you have a $30,000 repair. So let's just take out a loan. Thirty thousand dollars to replace to to kind of repair our home. That's essentially, in essence, of what we're trying to do. You know, so it's it's actually still building the value into the building even more. So the two point four, it's current state. Uh, so with with the renovation we're doing, it's actually increasing it. If we ever need to leave, we don't see that coming. But the idea is that this is actually help. So think of it in terms of that, because basically what the financial team was telling us, like you you don't sell your two hundred thousand dollar home because you don't want to take a $30,000 loan. You know, so you don't do that. You know, you take the $30,000 loan to replace the home that you're in. So that's kind of a, um, that was a really helpful picture for us. Um, So if you guys have more detailed questions, feel free to come ask us um, or, and you know, if it's something that Ken and I or Marcus cannot answer, we'll kind of forward you guys to um, the Fat Squad um, to kind of get more details. So please, if you have any questions, concern, come come talk to us. Um, so that's kind of it for the building update. Um, Thanks, Brad. Yeah. Thank you. Let's give it up for Brad. Hey, Fat Squad. Uh, real talk, those guys keep us from making stupid decisions. So you should thank them for what they do on a, on a weekly basis for us. So, yeah, yeah. it's not an easy job, really. So, um, but anyway, they've been a huge help to us throughout this whole process. So moving on to the next section of the family meeting. We, uh, we actually have a good bit more to cover tonight than we normally do at a family meeting, so we're going to cr- try to keep it moving as much as possible. Uh, the next section is what I would refer to as personnel updates uh, for us. Jeff and I are staying. Also, Marcus is staying, so you'll be happy to know all of that. 
Personnel updates sounded like I was like, it was like a PR move to talk about firing somebody. Personnel updates in a positive way. Um, So a lot of you guys know uh, we are always looking to raise up um, pastors and leaders from within our church family, always looking for ways to develop um, people from within our church family to serve. And so uh, Marcus Williamson, who most of you guys know, has been serving as a pastor in training for a while now. Um, We will probably officially knight him as a pastor here pretty soon. Um, Yeah. Absolutely. So we're pumped about that. Um, But along with him, we wanted to announce to you guys that Eric Freeman, Eric, will you stand up? Eric Freeman will be starting the pastor and training process here pretty soon. So welcome, Eric. So you sit down. Uh, so a lot of you guys, I don't, I don't know if we've ever like said this publicly. Eric obviously leads us in music every week with Sarah. Um, a lot of people don't know this. Eric actually doesn't get paid to do that at all. He is a volunteer worship leader and he puts a lot of time in each week to serve our church family, uh, in that way. And we just, Simeon did not like that. Simeon. He's not a fan of us not paying Eric. Eric, you and Simeon need to talk about this. I don't know what's (laughs) happening, man. Um, But, uh, so anyway, Eric has just been serving our family in a variety of capacities for a while. Music is really just one of them. Uh, Has been serving really, really faithfully, and we've really enjoyed just continuing to get to know Eric. And so he approached us about being interested in beginning the pastoral training process, and so we walked through some of the qualifications of a pastor with him from Scripture, uh, and we didn't have any hesitations at all about that, but we just wanted to put that before you. Uh, This is what we did with Marcus, too. We said, hey, this person is becoming a pastor in training. We see no major reservations in in terms of the qualifications of an elder from scripture, but if you guys just saw Eric robbing somebody at a convenience store last week, and you think that that should be a hesitation to making him a pastor, which it would be, uh, (laughs) let us know. If y'all have any character hesitations with Eric, come talk to me or Jeff, and we will address those with Eric. Uh, We just always like for you guys to know who we're beginning that process with so that you guys can sort of be aware and be walking with us through that process. Process. But anyway, so Eric will begin uh, as a pastor in training. Actually, already has began as a pastor in training, so we're pumped about that. The other personnel update is that uh, City Church will be taking on our first resident intern uh, beginning in January. Uh, so Megan Samples, will you stand up? Thanks, Megan. So uh, Megan actually just became a member, right? Just became a member in the most recent uh, in the most recent round of City Church class. Uh, Megan has been coming around for a while, been involved in Life Group for a while. Um, she has said that she was interested in kind of learning how to do college ministry and wanting to spend a year doing college ministry once she graduates from UT uh, this December. And so Jeff and I had a few conversations with them. What's up, Mike? Hey. hey. Um, So uh, we talked with her a little bit about what that could look like, and she will, starting in January, uh, she will be a resident intern for City Church, uh, and she will be focusing on college ministry, um, largely. So we're excited about that, to be able to even expand the way we think about college ministry for UT and other schools in the area. Anything else on that? Cool. Um, yeah, so that completes our personnel update section. Cool. <laughs> All right, next section, uh, take a look at uh, the piece of paper you have that says City Church Calendar 2019. Uh, for, uh, there's a couple things on there that may look a little bit interesting. So like if you uh, family or church Sundays, if you don't know what that is, you're not supposed to yet. We'll get to that in just a second. But here's what I want to highlight 
uh, for you guys on this calendar to make sure you guys are putting it in your calendar, uh, your personal calendar. We are taking family vacation on May 3rd to 5th. So put that in. We're going to get a few cabins like we did last year. Um, we want, we, it's always, a, say what? So family vacation is kind of once a year, we kind of all get out of town. We go rent a cabin. We just be a crazy big group of family and have fun. We cook, we eat, uh, we play board games, we hang out. Um, so we typically there'll be two cabins. One is a party cabin, quote unquote, and the other it's a sleepy cabin, especially for the kiddos uh, with uh, families. So you, families bring your kiddos. Uh, it'll, be a, it'll be a safe sanctuary for them to sleep while the other party cabin will be partying and no one will be sad about it. Um, so family vacation, I wanted to kind of uh, to put that on the calendar. Um, notice there's a couple things on there that says SKBC Family Workday. It's basically um, we're going to do a lot of projects ourselves uh, because we, we have uh, some of y'all are super talented, you know. Uh, some of y'all have hands and know what to do with their hands if someone tells you what to do with their hands. That's me. I'm in that category. Uh, so the goal is for us to do a lot of stuff ourselves so we can save money. And I think it would be really good for us as a church family to work on our home, you know, together. Uh, so there'll be like, so, like projects like painting, uh, painting around the building. Like this room's got three different colors on a wall and I don't understand. So I can't wait for us to paint it. Uh, so like painting, just stuff that we'll, just, we're going to have family work days. Uh, so go ahead and put it on your calendar for that. And uh, a fun, the last one on the calendar I kind of want to highlight is uh, July 25th. We're going to have our preview service right here. Yeah. So. Uh, hopefully everything will be done, ready to go, so that way in August we can actually launch our first public gathering from this building, uh, first Sunday in August. So uh, that's really it for calendar, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other uh, sheet of paper that you've got is our teaching series calendar. Callie, you got a question? Why is the three day Thursday? It's intentional. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, so basically Thursday night enables us all to, we can still meet at Jackson Terminal that Sunday and we can get all the kinks out mm -hmm. when we have a gathering that Thursday and have some time to figure them out before the next yeah. one. Yeah, so it, it's intentionally on a Thursday night. Don't let that throw you off. Yeah. Um, all right, so the other, yep. Um, I know it So that's a little bit confusing. Actually, gatherings will start back on the 30th. So feel free to disregard the part that says gathering starts back. We will actually, we will take the 23rd, which is a Sunday off this year, just because we have so many that, so many people that actually go to wherever their parents are for Christmas. So the 23rd is a Sunday and we will not have a gathering. And then the 30th, we will have a gathering and on through for the next year. So yeah, 23rd off, 30th and 6th back on. Make sense? Any other questions on calendar? And just to quickly explain, the reason, part of the reason uh, the 23rd were taken off, we kind of did a quick poll of all of our volunteers serving to kind of to make Sunday happen. We don't have enough volunteers to do that for that day. Yeah. So it's like, well, if we can, then let's not do it then. You know, because I don't really want to ask our volunteers to not go see family just because we want to do a Christmas service. Um, so that's, that's kind of the biggest reason why we go, we need to take that Sunday off then. Yep. Um, so. And uh, it's actually a perfect segue. 
Kelsey, because uh, if you look at the teaching team calendar, that will also tell you what our gathering schedule looks like. So uh, the 23rd is no gathering, and then the 30th we're looking at doing a celebration gathering of some sort. Uh, that teaching calendar is basically just to let you guys know what's coming. I know uh, a lot of people like to invite people or maybe even pick certain weeks to not invite people if there's something especially <laughs> intense that we are covering, like, like what? today or next week in the sex series. Um, so we just like to give you guys that teaching calendar so you kind of know what's coming um, down the pipeline as far as teaching goes. Um, I'll just do a real quick summary of those so you kind of know what it is. Uh, the beginning of the year, we're going to start a series called Formation, which of course is named after the Beyonce song. <laughs> Not actually, but it is called Formation. Um, and so basically what we're looking at doing is at the beginning of every year uh, doing a series called Formation where we focus on what have historically been called spiritual disciplines or spiritual practices, things like Bible reading, prayer, stuff like that. This year, we're going to be focusing on prayer, uh, talking a lot about how to think about prayer, how to approach prayer as a follower of Jesus, all of that. Uh, the next series that we'll be in is called All the Feels, um, which will basically be understanding how to process emotions with God through the Psalms. Um, so be looking at a number of different Psalms and kind of understanding, okay, how do we read our emotions helpfully and how do we process those emotions in a gospel-centered, Godward type of way? Um, so the all next the series. Myers Briggs, high yeah. feelers, we got you. Yeah, we're thinking we about you. you. We got you. Um, so then the next series will be called "It Is Finished." Um, be looking at a lot of the different things that Jesus accomplished for us in the cross, kind of looking at it from different angles and understanding that. Uh, right after that, we will start a series called "Neighboring," which will be all about how to kind of see all of your relationships purposefully, how to understand your your relationships with coworkers and people that you come into contact with on a daily basis at school or wherever it is, how to understand every single relationship you have for the purpose of the kingdom of God. Um, and then one that I have been excited about for a while um, starts on uh, June 9th, which is actually Pentecost Sunday, if any of you guys follow the liturgical year. Uh, it's Pentecost Sunday, and we will start a series called Holy Ghost Revival, which is all about the Holy Spirit and understanding. Like a band name. Like it really is a great name. band name. I think our band on Sunday actually already tried to steal it, right? Got shut down. Maybe. <laughs> Tried to steal it and got shut down. But anyway, that will be a series all about uh, the Holy Spirit and how we should understand and relate to the Holy Spirit. So I'm excited about that one. And then we will wrap it up. There's actually a few dates on the back. Um, if you miss that, we'll wrap up that series. And then uh, there will be a family of churches joint gathering at World's Fair Park, which I will tell you more about here in just a second. Um, say what? Good Friday. Good Friday. Uh, the plan right now, we haven't locked it in yet, but probably it will be here at South Knoxville and not at Jackson Terminal, mainly just because of parking. So that lot that we use on Sundays is actually not free on Fridays. So, yeah. Makes sense? Any questions on any of that? Sweet. All right. So, uh, another thing, and then I think we just have this. Yeah, one or two more things. Um, so something that we've been working on for a while, this was actually uh, sometime last year that we started thinking on this, um, is we wanted to develop some sort of tradition around Christmas time of looking to how we can meet needs, practical needs in Knoxville, how we can look for uh, groups of people that make up the least of these in our city and really look for what needs they have and see how we can meet those as a church family. So uh, just out of curiosity, who was here last spring for Serve the City? If you were here, raise your hand. 
Okay, so decent amount of you. Uh, so back in the spring, we served an inner city school, uh, Beaumont Magnet Academy, um, and kind of helped them with some stuff around the school and stuff like that. And that really was the beginning of what we would call our justice initiatives, which is we look for ways to meet needs in our city. So we, we did a sermon the week before where we unpacked kind of the four at-risk people groups in our city. The quartet of the vulnerable is what theologians call it. So that's the widow, the orphan, the poor, and the immigrant or the refugee. Um, so we, when we think about how to meet justice-type needs in our city, we tend to focus on those four people groups. Not only those four people groups, but we do tend to kind of hone in on those. And that's something you see kind of weave out throughout yeah. Scripture. Um, there's a re- God has called his people specifically to engage those four people groups throughout the entire Bible, Old to New Testament. Yep. Uh, so that's, that's kind of where that's coming from. So we're always kind of looking to see what needs those people groups in our city have and how we can help meet those as a church family. Obviously, last spring, we focused on the poor. Largely, the students that attend Beaumont Magnet Academy are on government assistance, some sort of government-subsidized housing, all of that. So we focused on the poor last spring. Uh, What we want to focus on this coming Christmas season is actually on the orphan. Um, So in our context, the orphan primarily looks like children in foster care. Uh, in our city is the the dominant group of people affected by that um, here. Um, So what we are going to do this Christmas, and you guys are kind of the first ones to know about it, we'll announce this on Sundays uh, in about three or four weeks, um, is we are actually looking to provide Christmas for a large chunk of foster care kids in Knox County. Um, So about 230 students we will focus on providing Christmas presents, and not just one for each of them, but multiple Christmas presents for each one of them going into this Christmas season. I'm I'm very excited about how we're going to do it. So the plan is to actually have a website that people can go to and you can purchase gifts. So the the goal would be that obviously people in this room that we would rally together and we would go buy things off that webpage to give to to these kids. Um, But the other thing we're going to give people the opportunity to do through the teaching series and through the Give initiative is that we're actually going to encourage people to donate their Christmas wish list to help buy these presents for these kids. So the goal is that I would actually tell my family when they say, Kent, what do you want for Christmas? I would say, actually, I would rather you buy something off of this list than off of my list. And I would send them that website, and hopefully we're able to provide even more uh, for foster kids in Knox County. Because here's, here's the goal. Um, you, might, you, might be wanting to say, you might be saying this, but yeah. like, I think as a culture, like when it comes to Christmas, like all, all culture are so focused on what am I getting? What, what, what am I getting this year? What's, what's going to be under the tree on Christmas morning that I'm going to open presents for me? But when you look at the story about Christmas, Jesus, um, it's actually the reverse of that. God says, I'm going to give you my best, my son, so you guys can be made right with me. He's, I'm actually offering, it's actually, it's, the Christmas story is all about giving, you know? So for us, it's like, man, in, the, in a crazy season, that is Christmas. The, the Black Friday, the, the, the consumerism is just kind of all over us. In that season, we want to kind of push back on that a little bit. I want for us as a church family to be reminded, um, this Christmas isn't about what, we, what we're getting. It's actually what we get to give um, because that is the heart of God in this season of what does it look like for us to bless others? What, is, what does it look for us to offer our best um, 
for those that are in need because that is how God's love and that's the way he approached us. So it's, it's a season for us to kind of practice and push back what kind of culture is kind of like everyone is talking about and thinking about. So that's when we, our hope is this, for us on Christmas morning, um, as we kind of maybe open one or two gifts or no gifts at all, we get to rem- remember and celebrate that, yeah, but this Christmas I got Jesus and he's actually all I need. It's I don't need more. I, he got, I already got the best thing I ever need in my life, and it's him. Nothing else, nothing else compares. So that's kind of the hope for us to practice that, to walk in that reality. So that's kind of where like, the heart of this project is coming from. So. Yeah. so that'll kind of pair up, that whole initiative will pair up with the series that you guys see right there uh, at the end of November and throughout the month of December. Uh, the Give series will talk a lot about generosity and how God's generosity actually motivates our own generosity um, towards others. And so that's what that series will be about. Um, but in order to do that, and really in order to pull all that off well and be able to provide for all those kids in our um county we're actually going to be uh relying on a an, another thing that we wanted to talk to you guys about and that is the family of churches thing that you guys have seen pop up all over the calendar and the teaching calendar uh so since we got to knoxville and this is the last thing and then we'll uh, grab kiddos and eat and all of that but uh since we got to knoxville um we have been looking we kind of always said we don't want to distract from really great ministry that is already happening in knoxville a lot of you guys guys know there are plenty of fantastic churches in Knoxville and so we said from the beginning we don't want to distract from that we don't want to take away from that we want to see how we can join in in that and even contribute to it in any ways that we can Um, and so uh, as an effort to accomplish that we've been talking for three or four months now uh, with two other churches in our city about forming sort of an informal partnership with those churches so that we can join forces on things like what we're doing for foster care kids um, this particular Christmas. Um, so the churches that we've been talking to, some of, you may have heard of some of these. Uh, so Shoreline, which is out in West Knoxville, we've kind of had a relationship with them from the beginning. We met Jason Hayes, the pastor there, before we even moved to Knoxville, before we even decided to move to Knoxville to start the church. Um, and then Hope Fellowship, which planted in East Knoxville. is actually a church that was planted out of Shoreline to reach some of the neighborhoods in East Knoxville. So those two churches, we've kind of formed an informal, it doesn't even have a name yet other than the family of churches. So if you have like a super sweet name you want to donate to us, that would be great. Um, but the goal is that we would kind of join forces on a number of different things with those two churches. So there'll be a few elements of this practically. Uh, one is justice initiatives. So things like Serve the City, things like what we're doing this year with Give um, for foster kids, we'll look for at least a couple times a year. We will join forces with these two other churches to meet some kind of practical need in our city. And and chances are we'll kind of continue focusing on those four people groups that we mentioned earlier. Um, So justice is the first part. Um, The second part is just getting you guys to hear from other voices. So we're going to have a couple times a year that basically Jeff or I and Dominique at Hope and Jason at Shoreline will like rotate uh, preaching on Sunday.
Sunday. So maybe one of us will go preach at Shoreline. Another of us will go preach at Hope. They'll come preach for us on Sundays. And I think that'll just help you guys hear from some different voices um, on Sundays and kind of hear about what's going on with their church to kind of keep in prayer for them and the efforts that they're putting forward in other parts of our city. Um, The last one is that one to two times a year, it's kind of what we're looking at right now, we will actually host a joint gathering with all three of our churches together in one place. Um, So the first one that's coming up, which I just realized... So the, the calendar actually starts in January, so it wouldn't be on the calendar, but if you want to go ahead and mark it down, on the evening of Sunday, December 9th, so December 9th, I think it's at like 6 p.m., 6.30? 6.30. Yeah, no, 6 so o'clock. 6 o'clock on December 9th, uh, we're going to actually be with Hope and with Shoreline at the Bijou Theater downtown. Uh, it's going to be like a Christmas service, basically, and it's going to benefit foster kids in Knox County as a result of the event. So really excited about it. Uh, one of their worship guys is kind of coordinating the flow of the night and all of that. Uh, it's an ancient tradition. Have you guys ever heard of lessons and carols? Anybody heard of that? few people. So it's an actually ancient church tradition that's like a particular way of structuring a Christmas service to celebrate the incarnation of Jesus. He was walking us through it and I thought it was a really cool idea. So we're going to do that. December 9th, we will all be at one place. We'll have our normal gathering that morning at Jackson Terminal, but then that night all three of our churches will gather together for like a Christmas type service at the Bijou Theater. Um, So that's one of them. And then you saw the other one on the teaching calendar on uh, August 4th. Uh, we're looking at renting out the uh, World's Fair Park amphitheater out there and doing a joint service out there. And then we might invite like some food trucks to come hang out later so we can all eat lunch together as three big church families all together. So that's kind of what we're looking at. There's other, we'll kind of start there with the family of churches idea uh, and we'll kind of see where it goes. We may do more than that. We may do less than that, but we've just kind of started this process with them. It's really cool because there's just a lot of synergy there on how we think about ministry, but there's also a lot that we can learn from one another on. Uh, and so we're excited about kind of starting this process with the family of churches. Yeah, I mean, some of the heart of it, it comes for us sometimes it's like asking the question, can we do more together than we are alone? That's kind of the question that kind of even drove us into thinking about this idea. Alone being, can, can a group of churches be more effective and loving and reaching our city together than alone? Um, so that's kind of the thought. And for us, even reading John 17, when Jesus prayed for us specifically, the believers after the apostles, the main thing that Jesus prayed for the whole time is unity. He keeps praying that, that we will be unified as he and the Father are one. So for us, like when I think about family churches, is like, what does it look like for us to walk in a prayer that Jesus prayed for us? To be, we are actually the church. All of us are the church. We're not on different teams. We're all on the same team after and loving our city and wanting our city to come to know Jesus. What does it look like for us to work together in light of that? That's helpful. Um, so that's a lot of the family and church idea. That, that's the heart, and that's kind of where we're coming from. And as, as we're kind of going forward, we'll figure out the details um, as we keep taking steps forward. But that's the heart and desire for all the pastors involved as, as we're talking and praying going into this. So if you guys have questions or thoughts on that, feel free to come ask uh, me, Ken, or Marcus, and we'll love to kind of tell you guys more and answer any um, questions you guys may have. Is there anything else? I don't think so. Cool. Um, that, yeah. November 11th. Yeah. It'll be it'll have the names of the families. It yeah. will not have the names of the kids. Yeah. So it'll so be like, like the Davis family. Yeah. That. You know. Um, 
when when it's uh, when the website kind of, when the time gets closer, we'll kind of we'll we'll teach everyone how we're gonna. There's a lot of logistics if you start thinking about it. Don't think too hard on it. We actually got it all planned out. But when it gets closer, we'll kind of show you guys how yep. we actually tackle all the logistics uh, from three churches to providing, we're essentially providing about um, over a thousand gifts um, all over Knoxville, um, even raising about $60,000 worth of gifts to, to, to honestly, to love on the foster families yep. and the, the DCS. Um, so that's actually the goal. So. I don't know if this is why you're asking. We we are working closely with DCS to make yes. sure that we honor the privacy of those families yep. and all that. Was so we no, coordinate I'm just with them. So that you kind of have some sort of story of like who. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Just to make it a little more personal. Yeah, so we're we're looking for some good ways to capture yeah, those yeah. stories too, because that be, yeah. I think would be super helpful to people. Cool. Yeah, that's good. Any more questions? Yeah, what's up? Oh, you want to explain that? Since oh, I can't say that word. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Monday, Thursday with Life Group. I think it's all I say every single time. Uh, yeah, so we were, uh, we were just kind of talking through it as pastors, trying to figure out uh, cool ways for us to participate in some of the really beautiful traditions throughout the liturgical year uh, as a church family. And so we, we wanted to have a good Friday service all together, but we also wanted to celebrate Monday, Thursday through life groups. And so we're going to give you guys the opportunity to do that. We'll encourage any, any life groups that are able uh, to move their life group to Thursday night that particular week to do it. Or if not, you can totally just celebrate need, it on Tuesday. You need to explain what that is. What is, what is oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so Monday Thursday is celebrated a number of different ways. Uh, some people celebrate it with uh, foot washing because that was a tradition of Jesus with the disciples. Um, there's a number. What were some of the other ways that we talked it's, about? in The the, the heart of it, it's actually celeb- it's, it's reflecting the Last Supper. That, yep. That's actually what the, you know, the, the supper that Jesus had with his disciple before he went um, to the cross. Is actually, um, so the hope is that our life groups will actually do a meal together. Yep. Um, let's eat together and be family. Let's take communion together. Um, and we're still kind of batting the idea around. If there's a, a, a cool, non-awkward way to do, like wash each other's feet, kind of for us to remember how Jesus, is, Jesus took the form of a servant uh, to come serve, serve all of us, We'll like to do that, but if we can figure out a non-awkward way, I don't know. We'll, but, but the main idea is this. It's for us to remember as we kind of go through that week, the holy week, what Jesus is doing, what Jesus is experiencing, for us to remember that. Um, that that's what these, these basically ancient liturgical so Most likely we would send out some resources to life groups and life group leaders about some different options of ways to celebrate that and stuff like that. But we figured it'd be cool to kind of share that memory together as a life group. So. Yeah. That's the basic idea. Other thoughts, questions?